You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Hey friends, it's Dana Shea and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Friends, pull up a chair, grab a seat, grab a coffee. You might need a little stronger drink today because y'all, we are going there. This is as real as real gets, okay? We are talking about truth today, but many people want to know what is truth? Whose truth are we believing? Who created truth? Do we all abide by the same truth? And y'all, I want to unpack some of these questions today. This is going to be a little bit of a different type of episode than we normally do. Avi, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that we normally talk about marriages and relationships. And obviously, truth does affect our marriages and it affects our relationship. But I believe that it also affects every other aspect of our lives. You see, friends, if we are not operating in truth and we're just calling it love, We are going to be misguided. We're going to be deceived. So I already know before we even start this show today that there are going to be some differences of opinions. And hey, friends, I don't know about you, but I love to have robust conversations with people that I don't always agree with. It actually makes us grow. So if you are someone who you only want to hear opinions that reinforce your own, i.e. an echo chamber, well, to be honest with you, you're just not going to grow very much. And so hopefully today you will agree and maybe have a new perspective on a lot of the things that I'm going to share today. But even if you disagree, it's okay. At least, again, you'll have a different perspective to maybe challenge your own. And hey, y'all, this is a two-way street. So if there's something that I say that you disagree with and you actually want to challenge it, you can feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I love the conversations that I'm having with my followers on Instagram. So you can always send me a message there at Mrs. Dana Shea. Just make sure it's respectful or it will be deleted. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, by the time you guys are listening to this, I am halfway across the world. If you are in the U.S., at least maybe you're already in continental Africa. And so I am in your home. I'm in Tanzania right now. Depending, again, when you listen to this episode, the day that this particular episode is released, I will be in Tanzania on a mission trip. I am leading a mission trip there. It's a medical mission trip. You guys are like, oh, we didn't know she was medical. Um, I'm not. Uh, But that's okay. (laughs) I'm a pastor, so I'm the pastoral lead on this trip. And, of course, you know, I'm speaking in the future here, so I don't know what we're doing as of this moment, but I just wanted to kind of give you guys a heads up. And you might be wondering, well, if you're in Tanzania, how in the world is this podcast going live? How am I listening to this? And that is because of the work of our wonderful dear podcast producer, Hannah. So go ahead and give her a round of applause. Hannah is keeping the show going for us. She's doing an incredible job. I'm so happy to have her aboard. All right, my friends, I've given you time to get yourselves together, to pull up a chair, to put on your thinking caps. Can you remove limited beliefs? Can we just start there? Can you remove maybe even that defensive wall that you might feel going up because, oh my gosh, Dana's going to talk to me about truth and I don't know if I'm going to agree with everything she has to say. Or maybe you think I'm just going to reinforce everything that you already believe. Oh, friends. Oh, friends. We are in for a journey today. Let's go ahead and talk about, first and foremost, the scripture, our lead-off scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, 
6, it says that love rejoices with the truth. That is a very simple and very complicated scripture. Love rejoices with the truth because it makes us question what is truth? Whose truth? Love rejoices in what truth? If someone tells me that I am the worst thing that ever happened to them and they wish they never met me, am I supposed to rejoice in that? Or is it talking about something else? And what I want to do, you all, as we start this conversation today is, first and foremost, I already told you I'm a pastor. If you've been following me for a while, you already know that. But I want to talk to those people who do not believe that truth is relative. I want to speak to those who have an understanding that there is some concreteness, if that's a word, to truth. Truth is not flex. Truth is not something that we get to concoct based on our culture, based on our own experiences, based on our preferences. There are some things, my friends, that are just true. There are some things then that are not true. And we have to go ahead and decide before we even get started in this conversation on what those truths are. I believe in the biblical truths, okay? I believe that God is the author of truth. I believe that God is the source of truth and he is the source of love. Those two do not exist apart from one another. You can have truth and you can have love. And that's really the point that I'm going to be driving home today. In your relationships, you can speak the truth in love. You don't have to choose one or the other. It's not like, you know what? I know I need to tell my partner the truth, but I love them. So I'm going to withhold the truth. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, it says, speaking the truth in love. This is how we grow up in every way. You see, the church in Ephesus at that time, they were being bombarded with a lot of deception that was happening in the church. They were being bombarded with kind of these new waves of thinking, new religious teachings, human manipulation, deceit, etc., And so Paul is writing them this letter saying, friends, listen, you have got to be able to speak the truth in love. That is the only way that we really grow up and mature. Many of you have had this kind of love before. Maybe it was a teacher or a parent or a spouse or a friend who said, honey, come here. Let me pull you to the side, as I like to say. I got to talk to you about something. And sometimes, y'all, that does hurt. Because none of us want to be misunderstood. None of us want to have our character put on trial. But thank God for people who love us enough to tell us the truth. I have a couple of friends in my life who have what I call an open door policy, meaning they can tell me any and everything about myself. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm not open to correction from other people. But because I know that these people genuinely love me. They are not trying to get me. They're not trying to embarrass me. They're not trying to shame me, right? They genuinely love me. So therefore, I receive truth from them even when it hurts. Sean is one of those people. Sometimes what he says to me doesn't always feel good. But if I'm willing to accept it, and honestly, I'm not always willing. There are times that I'm like, what the world? You know, we, we all do that from time to time, right? But... When I'm putting on my mature hat and when I'm being humble, then I can accept the truth that he speaks to me and others, not just him, but others, right? So if you don't have people in your life like that, you're stunted in your growth. 
You have to have people around you who are willing to speak the truth to you and love. And then you need to be somebody like that in somebody else's life. Now, that is going to require relationship. Everybody can't just speak the truth to you because everybody doesn't know your journey. They don't know your temperament. They don't know maybe your triggers. So I'm not telling you that it's just a free for all and just accept everybody, quote, telling you about yourself. But when you have people in your life who are willing to speak the truth to you, you need to be willing to listen to that. There are so many stories that I can share about how I've done this well and how I have done it not so well. Several years ago, there was a family member of mine who was posting some things on social media that I felt were disrespectful toward her family. And I like went to her, you know, in private. I did send her a private message and I let her know this isn't helpful. This isn't good. You've got kids who are on social media. You might want to be careful. And y'all, I mean, my goodness, if that girl did not curse me out front ways and back ways and ups and downs, I mean, she railed into me, y'all. And I was so shocked because I'm just trying to help, right? I'm telling her the truth, but she didn't receive it in love, probably because we didn't have a super close relationship. I felt like we're family, so that somehow gave me the privilege or the right to speak into her life, and obviously it did not. Now, was she wrong or was I wrong? I think both. I think I should have been wiser and I should have realized that our relationship did not have the depth required for me to really tell her what she needed to hear. And then she should have been way more humble and accepting of the fact that I wasn't trying to embarrass her. If I was trying to embarrass her, I would have blasted her publicly, right? But I didn't do that. So definitely wisdom and discretion is required here. But my point here, y'all, is that if people can't tell you the truth without you blowing up, well, then that just shows immaturity on your part. I know I'm already stepping on some toesies. Let me give you a quick breather. Take a deep breath. You good? All right, let's keep going. It's interesting that in our culture, the word love has really been redefined. People, when they say love, they mean 100% total full acceptance of everything they're doing. That is not the definition of love. I can love you and not accept the things that you're doing. I can love you and still have an issue with the way that you're living, behaving, thinking, or acting. That doesn't diminish my love for you at all. It simply means I disagree with your lifestyle choices. Now, somebody would come back and say, well, what gives you the right I'm doing air quotes over here. What gives you the right to disagree with somebody's lifestyle choices? Well, then again, you guys, it goes back to where do we base our foundation of truth? You see, if I believe that the truth is that you should be happy at all costs, just do whatever makes you happy, which y'all, that is a mantra in our culture today. Whatever makes you happy. This is why we have people divorcing their spouses because they're not happy. This is why we have people leaving friendships and rejecting their friends because my friend didn't make me happy anymore. This is why people leave jobs prematurely because that company wasn't fulfilling my happiness quota. And we can do that and culture does that. And we're going to have a lot of half-baked people, if I could say it like that, a lot of immature, underdeveloped people. Life is not always going to be happy. And you're going to find yourself in relationships sometimes that are not always happy, happy, joy, joy. Hello, any of my married folks, lift a hand if your spouse isn't sitting beside you. Seriously, you're not always going to be happy. 
I'm not always happy in my marriage. I'm not always happy with my children. What, do I just discard them too? No, you work it out. We live in a throwaway generation, y'all, where if something is broke, you just throw it away. The other day, Sean, his lawnmower was broken. So he has the boys out there, my two teenage sons, and he's trying to fix the lawnmower. And one of the boys says to him, Dad, you should just throw it away and buy another one. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the mantra of this generation. Don't take the time to fix it. Why in the world would you take the time to fix something when you could just throw it away and get another one? And that is what we have been marinating in, in this culture. But that is not love. We're going to talk next week about love indoors and how love goes the distance. So love is not about being happy. And love is not about accepting everything that someone does. Now, should you accept people for who they are? Absolutely. I tell my kids all the time, if you go out here and kill somebody and you are in prison for the rest of your life, I will love you unconditionally forever. You are my child. That will never change my love for you. But I am not going to sit up here and excuse your behavior and call that love. Love and truth go hand in hand. You really can't have one without the other. In 1 John 3.18, we are taught that we are to love not in word or in talk, but to love in deed. That means in action, love in action. That's why we're doing this whole Love Is series, because I really want to help us to understand that love is an action verb. Love looks like something. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It's not an intention. It's not an idea. Love is action. So the scripture says that we are to love in deed or in action and in truth. Think about that. How do you love somebody in truth? Well, first of all, you need to know what is the truth. And this is where all of the religions of the world disagree, right? Because everybody has their book. Everybody has their standard. Everybody has their value system. But if you look at even all of the religions of the world, a lot of them are very similar in how we should treat people. The truth might be different, but the idea behind how we are to esteem people above ourselves, how we are to care for the poor, how we are to extend grace to people when they make mistakes, that's all pretty universal. Now, I want to say something because I think that there are some people who are listening right now who maybe you're thinking about your relationships and you're thinking, man, I've really messed up that relationship man, that relationship, I really could have done better there. And this is not a message of condemnation or shame at all. You see, the reason we're having this conversation is because there are some of you who I believe in your quest to love, 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 you've forsaken truth. And then others of you, maybe in your quest to be truthful, be truthful, be truthful, you have forsaken love. There's this delicate balance, and it literally is a balance of the two, but you don't have to choose one over the other. The truth and love go hand in hand. You see, in our culture, commitment to truth is often seen as unloving. If you tell somebody the truth, then they feel like you don't love them. Now, if you guys are old enough to remember the movie A Few Good Men, Jack Nicholson has that iconic line, right? He's like, truth, you can't handle the truth. And there are so many of us, y'all, who can't handle the truth. Someone tells you the truth, you feel like they, they're they against you. You feel like they're jealous of you. You feel like whatever you feel. And y'all, that, that is just an indication that your truth meter is off. 
listen, maybe your spouse has told you something about yourself and maybe it wasn't said in the most kind way. Okay, I'll give that to you. Yeah, because we got to speak the truth and love means speaking the truth in kindness as well. So we do have to be kind or at least considerate when we're telling the truth. But can we not throw the baby out with the bathwater? Y'all, like, I don't get always great feedback online. I I would love to tell you that every single comment that I ever get has been so positive and so wonderful. And it's not. Hello, YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, people on YouTube, y'all, that, that listen, that's a whole other, like, world over there. And there have been times where I have posted things on YouTube and people do not say the kindest things. Now, I don't delete those messages because I'm I'm a big girl. I don't have to like, oh, my gosh, they were mean to me. Let me delete it. Now, if it's disrespectful or obviously like sexually explicit or something crazy, then, yeah, I'm going to delete it. But if someone is just disagreeing with me or maybe they say something and maybe not the nicest way, I'm going to leave that up there. And we've had great conversations on YouTube with folks who maybe see things differently than me. But I remember years ago, I was posting things all the time, and there was this lady who responded to one of my YouTube videos, and she was like, blah, 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 blah. That's all you do is ramble on and on and on and on. And my first inclination was, I'm going to delete this. Like, who is this lady? This is so unhelpful. My second response was to laugh. Like, that's actually kind of funny. And then I went back and I listened to the video where she posted that comment. And y'all, I was rambling on and on and on. I had no point. So what's my point? I learned something from her comment. Her comment was not kind. It was mean-spirited. But I learned how to not throw the baby out with the bathwater. And it helped me in my presentation. I'm speaking to you today on this podcast about a subject matter because I learned how to focus my thoughts around one particular topic and not talk to y'all about 12 things. So thank you, rude lady on YouTube. You've helped me grow. Can we be that way in our relationships, y'all? Can we look at those people who God has placed in our lives to make us better, who help us to rejoice in truth? There are times in your relationships where you are going to have to have hard conversations. I often think of my friends and the depth of friendship that we have. My closest, deepest friends are not just people who I hang out with and we have a good time and we take girls trips. That's well and fine and fun and great. But my deepest friends are friends that we've had some challenges, where we have had to hold each other up, where we've had to call each other maybe to account in love. And I'm so grateful for those ladies in my life. So, so grateful. Now, there are times when you do realize that some people do not have your best interest at heart. There are some people who are so broken who are so selfish and self-centered that they're going to tell you, I'm telling you the truth, and really, they're just trying to hurt and wound you. And yes, you have to use wisdom and discretion and discernment in those areas, but the majority of people, hopefully, in your life are not like that. So how do we speak the truth in love? Well, first and foremost, you need to establish what is truth. Now, I'm I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that the Bible is the truth for you. You have to come to that understanding on your own. And it's really the Holy Spirit who's going to give you that understanding in the first place. I believe that the Bible is absolute truth. There have been many books that have been written based on the biblical principles of the Bible. So that for me is settled. 
the way that I look at relationships, the way that I look at parenting, the way that I spend my money or save my money, the way that I determine what kind of opportunities to seek after, the way that I think about how to spend my free time, the way that I treat other people, all of those are grounded in biblical truth. So when someone challenges that truth, then I can simply say, well, you know, that might be good for you. But the way that I believe the Bible teaches, that isn't what's going to work for me. And that's it. There's no arguments. There's no hostility. There's no, wait, you got to see it from my point of view. Y'all, Jesus doesn't love us like that. He doesn't force us to believe anything. He sheds light on the truth, and then he gives us a choice. What are you going to believe? I think the world would be a much kinder, gentler place if we all took that same cue from Jesus. You see, I don't have to defend the Bible. I don't have to defend Christianity. I don't have to defend God. He's not like, you're my little soldier and I need you to defend. No, no, no. God is completely capable by himself to defend his own word. He's just asking me to live it. He's just asking me to show kindness when people disagree with me. He's just asking me to show and speak the truth in love. So how does love rejoice with the truth. That's not the word rejoice is not even a word that we use a whole whole lot. But how does love take joy in truth? Can we say it that way? How does love take joy in truth? Well, first of all, when you realize again that someone loves you and that they're willing to share with you the truth, it makes the love that you have for them grow. It deepens your bond. There's no one in my life that's that close that has told me something about myself or maybe about the way that I do things. And I've thought, you know what? I wish they never told me that because now our relationship is fractured. That's not how I view it. Now, I might get my feelings hurt. I might be in my field. But then when I grow up and mature, which usually doesn't take too, too long, then I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. (laughs) Let me get myself together. Let me change that. Let me go fix that. Let me go apologize. And that's really the essence of healthy relationships. Healthy relationships are not relationships that are void of conflict. Can I get an amen? Healthy relationships are not relationships that are devoid of conflict. Healthy relationships are measured by how quickly you recover from conflict. That's a word for some of y'all today. Some of you, you've had conflict for seven years in your relationships. That is not a healthy relationship. Now, a lot of times when we say healthy relationships, people are like, you're right, so I need to get out. Well, the problem is you're part of the unhealthy relationship. So maybe you don't need to get out. Maybe you need to become a healthy person so that that relationship can become healthy. I'm going to go ahead and get off that soapbox because I had a whole nother podcast in my mind right now about where we can go with that one, y'all. Love rejoices in the truth. It says, you know what? Thank you for loving me enough to be truthful and honest with me. Thank you for not accepting everything that I've ever done. Y'all, I am so thankful that the people in my life do not accept everything that I do because I be doing some stuff, y'all, and it's not always great. Now, I'm not out here like doing crazy immoral stuff, all right? So just relax. But there are things that I do, maybe methods that I do or or time that I waste or whatever it is, you know? And And when people in my life who love me challenge me on that, I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Thanks for seeing that. That was a blind spot for me. I didn't see that because the truth is, y'all, we all have blind spots. All of us, we think that we're doing the best job. We think because our intentions are good, then our actions are good. But how many of you know that your actions might not be good 
even if your intentions are. So maybe you're thinking, you know what? I'm going to show my spouse that the way that they are talking to our kids is not good. Therefore, I'm not going to speak to them. Now, that's like kind of a messy example there. But you get my point? Like you not speaking to them, now the focus is on you not speaking to them. They're not thinking about how they're speaking to their kids. They're thinking about the fact that you're giving them the silent treatment and it's not fair. That's not what love does. Love says, babe, listen, I love you. I know that you're trying to be a good parent. I'm trying to be a good parent. But the way that you're speaking to the kids is not right. The way that you're speaking to the kids is hurtful. I know that you don't mean to speak to them that way because I know that you're a good parent. But the way that you're saying the things that you're saying is hurtful. Can you work on that? That is how you speak the truth in love. You're not destroying that person. You're not attacking their character. You're not judging them. You're just simply saying what you're doing, it's not cool. And y'all, can we talk about judging for a second? When you call someone up, I don't like to say calling somebody out, but when you call somebody up, that is not judging. So many people have confused judging with truth telling. You can tell someone the truth and not judge them at all. If you walk out of the bathroom and you have toilet paper on the bottom of your shoe and I say, hey, you've got some toilet paper on the bottom of your shoe, you would be a fool to be like, who do you think you are? Don't be judging me. Like, but honestly, y'all, that's what we do. When people tell us the truth, we're like, oh my gosh, they're so judgy. And it's not judgy. It's I'm literally telling you, you have toilet paper on the bottom of your shoe. And I don't want you to be embarrassed walking around town like that. But the immature would call that judgment. So think about how many times have you accused somebody in your life of judging you? Could it be that they were simply just telling you the truth? How many times maybe have you been accused of judging someone when you were only telling them the truth? Love rejoices in the truth, and truth and love go hand in hand. For those of you who are listening that believe that Jesus was just love, 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 he absolutely was. He is the essence of love, but he also is the essence of truth. Jesus did not come into this world to make people feel good about themselves. He actually came into this world to say, if you do not receive me as your savior and your bridge back to the father, you are going to die and be eternally separated from God. That is the hard, cold truth. Now, do with it what you want, but that's why he came. That's why Jesus came. And for those who could see that that was actually love in action, they received his message of truth. And they have relationship today with the father. For those who felt like he was condemning or judging or maybe um, he was narrow-minded, well, they got option B. I don't want y'all to get option B in your eternal lives, in your relationships, in your day-to-day. Love and truth go hand in hand. So can we be people of love and truth? Can we be people who are bold and courageous and kind and compassionate? You see, being bold doesn't mean that you're not compassionate. And when people are like, well, I just had to tell her about herself. No, 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 no. That is not the spirit in which truth operates. Because remember that truth is always about love. And love is always about truth. I hope you guys are really getting this because I think this is going to help set a lot of people free. It's going to help a lot of people to stop feeling like they have to choose between the two. There's no dichotomy. There's no separation. There's no division. Love and truth exist together, hand in hand. 
So thank you guys for allowing me to kind of take us on a little different trail today. We're talking about your spiritual health, really. We're talking about your spiritual understanding. And for those of you who maybe you're thinking, well, I don't believe that the Bible is absolutely true. Listen, we can have a conversation offline about that. I would love to hear your perspective. But at the end of the day, you are going to have to decide what is your baseline for truth. Because if truth is relative and truth can change from day to day, my friend, you are going to be wishy-washy all over the place. There's a truth that you have to anchor yourself in. So thank you guys for listening today. And listen, if this episode has helped you, I want to hear from you. It always helps me to know what's helping you. If there's maybe a different way that you would have said something, hey, I want to hear that too. So reach out. Again, you can always DM me on Instagram at Mrs. Dana Shea. That's M-R-S-D-A-N-A-C-H-E. Or each of these podcasts have show notes. So you can always go to realrelationshiptalk.com slash whatever the episode is. So today would be episode 117. And you can leave a comment there. So thanks again for listening today. It's been my absolute privilege to share this message with you. And remember, friends, a good relationship isn't one that works. It's one where you put in the work. Let's get to work. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.